0: And we're live. Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, pleasure, and the utmost respect and opportunity to speak with Tyler Galladay. Tyler, how you doing this morning, man?
1: I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity, man. It's a real blessing, man, for me to be able to tell my story today.
0: I feel you. If you don't mind, Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, we can go from there.
1: Yes, sir. I am a contemporary, conceptual artist from Starville, Mississippi. And I'm a current student at the illustrious Daniel State University. And I'm majoring in graphic design. This is my first semester. So we made a little crazy, a little
0: crazy ride. And watch the prime through all these things. Okay. For an overview of what we'll be talking about today. So this is season two of Don't Be Coy focusing on moments of transformation. Just going to ask you a few series of questions and just go from there. But I think one of the things that would be really interesting to talk about is you mentioned earlier that you're an artist. What do you mean by that?
1: A artist, like this piece behind me, basically with the concept behind it, the name of the piece is wrote the stone, and it really was a piece that I did to show generational trauma that had been happening in life through my mom, with, like, family. My grandfather he passed away but while he was living he was more of a role of a stone in the sense. so he had like from um, outside children and stuff like that outside of the marriage so things of that nature that things are going on so now i'm able to like express those things that i know that deals with in my generation as well that i know a lot of people deal with people might say massaging it things that might happen or just men doing whole day when they're a woman either living at home or just playing those stories and stuff, like really gives me boom. Cool.
0: That makes a lot of sense. So what exactly started your journey towards becoming an artist?
1: Becoming as an artist was just a kid. As a kid, I always just being one of the ones that was just quiet and I was be in a corner trying to draw something. And like, I was getting my hands on stuff. I never got in trouble for the crayon or anything, like on the wall, probably, probably had a couple times. But well, just the journey as an artist I always started off doing what people can see on my Instagram, you know, like, social media, I always started off doing, like, comic book work for right. as a kid, watching, playing video games or reading comics, watching anime on or television, or trying to do those kind of things where, you know, trying to recreate what I would think and doing it in my own kind of way, like, seeing a you know, cartoon character stuff of that nature. But now, going and transforming to what I am now, like, doing concepts of being able to tell stories in my work. Because that, it was like all cool art, but none of it was really like cool for me in my soul. So now I really feel way better to come up with these concepts and things that I can do now. That I really give a piece of myself personally to the audience that I want to cater to. Yeah. And that's what I'm like really mm-hmm. loving right now.
0: Yeah. I'm curious. When you were talking a little bit earlier about starting off doing cartoons and anime. During that particular time in your life, what exactly was that mindset when you were like during those early days of creating your art? Art is definitely peace, for sure. It's a drug for me, to be honest, to create. Just
1: like, well, I've told you before the idea of photography from 19 and took a break from it. it brought me back to being a kid again. So it was peace, like just sitting there in solitude. I'm not that much of a people person. At all so now that's kind of like another form of transformation that i'm actually able to come out of my shell and really talk to people
0: in a way in like different mediums to tell the story so yeah it's always been like just a sense of peace you mentioned a little bit around like listening to music what are some of the things that you like to put in your ear to get yourself in like that zone
1: very lyrical music or neo soul music so i'm always playing Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Bruce Baez, definitely most recently, and J.I.D.'s new album, the, uh, the Forever Story, ones that are able to definitely give me a concept as well because they're always telling a story. With five boogie, for sure, definitely one of my top five because those people are able to... What I've been seeing now from the past couple of years and the past couple of projects most people are making, and Kendrick Lamar's last project with Mr. Moran, big Exceptional talking about being very vulnerable. Like most people thought it was kind of like selfish in a way, but I really loved that he was actually being vulnerable to them that's so messed things. With that, uh, Boogie was doing that as well. They were, both of them are from LA as well, but that's not the point. It's kind of that they were able to talk about them going through therapy and everything, be able to tell about all their trauma that they dealt with as kids and what they have dealt with now. Like most of them had bad issues I'm one of those people that definitely had that issue or, you know, mother issue. So I'm able to concept, and I'm listening to that as well, and I'm just listening and listening. It's like just giving me deep thoughts of what I can do and make concepts out of that. Because with this people, I had a, a playlist that goes for it as well. So I'm actually to put those two worlds, music and the art, and people really get a feel out of it now. And I've definitely
0: got a lot of positive feedback from that as well. People loving it. So when you're curating your music or a playlist to a particular type of piece, can you walk us through a little bit of what that process looks like? Yeah.
1: With the process of it, it like just comes along and grows because I never want to like force when I'm creating as well. So it's like, most of it really just came to me just so Mm fluidly, And that's just how everything is. So I've never really, really been trained. Like I've been taking this seriously, like seriously painting for three years. So with the music, I'm just listening to it and just listening and like, constantly listening like playlists and stuff as songs like it really just constantly just keeps flowing and I give it a scent. So with this one Rolling Stone, I wanted to play it to the toxic masculinity factor for I had most people try to put a narrative on people. Breadfire was in playlist, Future was in the playlist. Drake was in there, I put what Marvin's room is like the certain lyrics that I'm hearing and hearing the pieces. You get the fit. Put Bobby, Wagner, Bobby Womack at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And like, really something thick. Cause I think I just really have that old soul where I just really dig deep into things and make it really think deeply what I'm putting in, like, even the order of it. Because with this playlist, I started off with a skit. It's actually from Wasteland. It was at the beginning where you, like, the girl was like, having the breakdown. Are you good? And she just broke, like, really was trying to tell her, like, I feel very alone. And if you really cared, you would be there for me right now. But he wasn't there. He just didn't care. You're like, my manager called me. I got to go. Because that's most of the time what roller stalls do. Like, on to the next thing. We just got to keep going. Yeah. And then, then there's was another piece that I have that goes, it coincides with this one, Relief, which is like short for Relief of a Burden, with our name that piece because it's like the Relief of a Burden of a Man. That's what I did it for. Because with my grandmother dealing with the process and stuff like with her life and dealing with in the marriage because they went together, which is just crazy. He was nineteen, she was thirteen, mm. and they've been together like ever. Irre- yeah, outside children. I seen all the things like just the toll they were taking on her, because like mentally, physically, spiritually as well. Like the way she thinks about men, what she thinks about herself. So like the release of that was what yeah. I wanted. So with the other playlists that I have for release was definitely way more softer. And women actually, like, really felt this piece. So you really can see that. And everybody always, when they, when I first debuted these pieces, I debuted them at the mashup here in Jackson's art show. And everybody kept saying, like, I'm really testing something from these pieces to the of the art. And that's what I wanted. Even though they didn't get to hear the playlist, you can already feel it now. But now I give you something way deeper once you get to hear the music. And it's very personal.
0: I think it's really interesting as far as how you're able to take these experiences you've been able to reflect on and being able to express that in a, a visual. I know you talked about getting into photography in like 2017 and then starting painting within the past three years. What was that kind of time period up until 2017 where you found that potential outlet.
1: Mainly in childhood major the most common one that we always hear from any black kid. Yeah. Like you're running, I'm going to say lower middle class. I ain't going to say we're completely in poverty, but basically like that. From the neighborhood I was raised in and started, we in the country part of the city, well, rural area of the city, Fiction Road. That's what we're going to call it down by Highway 82 just to give people a real perspective like where I'm true. from. And like, any kid that's out there is really trying to find a way through athletics. I ran track through my high school, so I really, nobody in my family did that. Or in my, from what I heard, nobody ran track. Everybody played football, basketball, or anything like that to try to find a way. But other than that, all of them found that way to drill. Yeah. But still selling drugs. There's only two males out of, out of my mom's side and family have not been to prison steer floor massage the next wage deal with just a bunch of stuff so I was a kid that grew up with just no guy just cause. so graduating high school in 2015 I went there I just went to old mitch just because I wanted to get away yeah being in the lower mid class just like I know I need something more I think i was like the black sheep to keep my cousins, my be sneaking around, go smoke, sneak out the house or anything. I'm like, no, I don't want to stay in the crib. I'm going to stay in the house. I don't know about that. So, before, just a little backtrack, a little bit before, in my senior year, I ended up quitting track. So just dealing with that, like being the lower middle class, my mom was always like stressing me out because even though she had a husband, my dad and her were separated way before I was born. So, it was things seemed like. The total what a man could do because he wasn't really helping much because they were separated. So with her struggling and stuff like that, I can't really focus on that either because most of the time I'm coming out of practice. She's really just trying to get home because you know she got out of work, say two forty five. I get out of practice like six o'clock. So she's just waiting around me, but she's not trying to spend money. She's just wasting time trying to just kill time just because I'm the one that's trying to like. Do something extra outside that's really costing money at the same time. But you don't want to just be outside of the house where you might be able to spend the money or wasting gas driving around. It was always thinking, stressing like that. So I ended up just quitting, quitting track with them. Like, man, just like a lot of mental toll and stuff. It was like crazy stress. So go from there. I end up graduating school, end up going to Old Miss and just chilling with friends. But maybe like, Everybody really ain't had no guys. Drug party and stuff like that, which is cool. But later on, in spring semester in 2017, I uh, meet a guy named Mac. He was a photographer. Now, this is a, again, me being a country kid from a rural area and stuff, Mississippi, I never knew that you can do much with photography besides wedding or prom. He showed me, like, a uh, photographer out in Atlanta and just other things like actually doing concepts with do with photography and I went about a camera like my first little beginner camera started shooting from there and that point things were going up I always just kept creating it was just like once you get that one little spark it just kept going just building up a plane and kept doing it but then I get to start comparison as people say comparison little people is a thief of joy i myself to other things. Oh, they're getting these bookings. They're doing this for you. Kind of other people doing these things. You know, I got to do it. And not like really staying true to yourself. And you're like, it just kept hindering me. So I was like, I can't keep doing this. So I ended up selling my camera off and kind of stuff like that. It was leading to me just kicking up a canvas. I'm like, I really like this. And then I'm like the only person doing it. So no other competition you just kept doing little things, doing the cartoons tools and all that, people buying the pieces, stuff like that, people commissioning me at the you know, Black Panther commission. I did one for my friend, he's a member of Phi Beta Sigma, stuff like that. So everything's just going so positive, it just really it helped me, like, really fall in love for it. And now I'm seeing, like, even though I can do much bigger, cause I'm still a kid with just no guidance for whatever I'm doing. I have no mentor ever. I really need one. Like, I don't know. With books to read, that could mentor outside just people you can read, watch videos, anything. I'm still not really doing anything, am just seeing the best I can come out of it and learning from just trial and error. And now it leads me up to this point to where now I'm about to be in my second art show, and about to move Jackson. I moved it now. Everything just been moving fast, about to be but about just been a blessing. Cause now I've picked up the camera again, been doing photography, but. I wouldn't want to no know the way at this moment, even though I'm had to learn how to say no. It's the most powerful thing right now, like learning how to say no. And it's been a big of a transformation because me being a kid that came from no resources, I feel just very resourceful knowing that I didn't have so much talent inside of myself.
0: I think there's a lot of key elements that you talked about there. But one thing that like I specifically want to talk about is just this timeline. What sparked that interest towards making that transfer? Yeah,
1: I fucked up. That's the transition. That's, that's it. Um, 2017, man, I never kept good grade. That's the way, that, that's what it was. I never had the good grade. And basically, like I said, kid with no guidance, nobody could tell me. They just said, hey, you was up there by yourself. Like, why you just didn't stay focused? As a kid, you just like, you go in there, you got all the freedom." So it's like you wasn't—I wasn't focusing wasn't to on the right things. That's just what it was. So, 2017, I head back home, back to the rural area, back in this area. To come back home, even though I didn't move back in that area, two years not being in school, I tried to go back to community college. Went there for one semester. I was like, man, schools are not for me. Took a two-year break, long break, just working, working at Walmart, <laughs> doing that. Went back to school. I said, no, nah, man, I need to change. I really need to back out of here, just the same way like I did in high school. Like that one, just me messing up. That's all it took. Like I think that's why a lot of people say it's good to fail when you're young, because you can step back and see like what you've done and know, all right, you're not starting from the same place. You started with a little bit of knowledge now. So went back." Just got my associate degree in December. And then I had four options with schools I wanted to go to. My first option was the PE, but they didn't accept me. Jackson State around the time when they didn't accept me had free application week. So I put that application in and for some reason, the well, way I had to, I had to send two transcripts for me going to Old Miss and um, my community college and both those in, yeah, it was $10 each. My sister just randomly sent me twenty dollars. <laughs> it was like it was all written. I never had to pay for anything going into this process to me getting to here. And it was just right. Even the guy was just telling me this and what you need to do. So be picking up pack brush, doing all these things, sensing myself growing up as a man, like learning how to pay big figures of what you're supposed to do, you know, being a provider, provider for yourself. And- so really just that one mess up, then taking like that major setback it really got me to come back now, where I'm standing, like where I'm standing at now, and made the decision to go to Jackson State. Yeah, I'm gonna go for graphic design because that's an artistic element that I know I can do. And right now, I'm like loving it. Like you can just say the nation that teachers teachers really care. They really care about the artistic element, it's not just about the grade. Like sense what' Once I first told. One of my teachers was like, This is my artwork. This is my goal, or what I want to do. Like, I've never did that before. Mm-hmm. I was always one of those kids in the back of the class. In the back of class, don't talk, never try to interact with the um, teacher and get things done. But now, she was like, Speak and actually know what I want to do, have a goal, have it fit. And that's just been a spark. Like, I didn't want to be back home. I did not want to be back in Starbucks in that rural area. And that's just what I'm not trying to go back to. I've seen myself just make that kind of air, not staying focused. Now I'm just trying to stay in that lane.
0: You're absolutely right. Like we we all have those moments in our lives where it's just like we mess up, right? We can take that opportunity to reflect on it and figure out what are we going to do next to come back from it. Or we can like dwell within that like pit of itself of being in that saying, oh man, this happened. And these are the reasons why. I don't want to do this, but being where you have your mission and your goal that you want to pursue, it's easier for you to leverage like the resources that you have of your professors to help you get to whatever that particular goal is.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like every man, like a lot of people have said, like, even though you haven't been here for that long, I can see that you're progressing like so fast. Everything is just so happening like. You really like getting yourself out there and doing things in the community. And I've connected with black comic books, met a couple more artists around the city and stuff like that. So networking, like a lot of opportunities are just coming. But so yeah, being on the mission and definitely using my teachers as well. Like they give me, they show me like the resources, the things that you can do. Push me into different ways to make me uncomfortable as well. Like I really think like the current project we doing now is because of me, because I told my only use acrylic. But now we have a media portrait to do, (laughs) Yeah, but we have to grab literally random objects around the house, like that are non-artistic. And it just been like things to push me in the way because he knows my goals and stuff like that. So that's definitely what it is. Like all the resources and stuff, I'm like really reaping the benefits of knowing I can make something out of nothing and have way more resources now. It's just like a blessing.
0: That's truly inspiring. We all go through those moments where we feel lost and then it's not until you have that visual goal that you're trying to achieve and you're seeing those like milestones and seeing those achievements come into life. So I'm really curious, like, what is the goal that you want to achieve through this graphic design and like your time with them Jackson?
1: The short term goal, uh, summer coming up, I want to make sure I an internship with any kind of way so now like with this past weekend we got the i got the opportunity to talk and walk through like the college game day stuff so actually get to talk with the engineer, crew and could get to work with the camera work and see how they do things behind the scene and actually like communicate with them, network with them get phone numbers and talk with these people and stuff like that and with me being on the sideline i talked to multiple people a dude that worked with the wakanda He's like a part of the marketing and do that works. He's a photographer, videographer, so, so a lot of things have just been happening. Making sure I get the communication things I want to do. So with the, over, the biggest mission of this is to make sure I'm able to build a bigger name for myself or whatever place I go next, because I'm just trusting God for whatever happens, but I know I'm making sure I'm putting the pressure on myself. Like it's only on me. Yeah. But I know I ain't stressing it because yeah. it's really on God, but to the an internship and make sure I get a job to where my mom can have somewhere to go if I go anywhere as well because I want to make sure that she is definitely happy with me because I was able to change my dream because she had me at a very young age so I know a lot of things she had to sacrifice for me and my two youngest sisters I want to make sure that she's able to have somewhere that she can Come and like she knows, she like, yeah, my son is doing good in this panel. Like he's doing a big thing. Like she's seeing that now, Jackson. So the next two years, I feel like he's gonna get way better than that. I think it's like at the beginning of the chart, like where it's starting to rise, and I'm definitely not nowhere close to my people. So, yeah. Man, I just <laughs> think it's, it's gonna unravel really crazy.
0: Yeah. I really appreciate like this conversation because it's, I'm getting, a fuller picture of how you're taking in some of these different expressions, whether it's the photography, but then also making that time for some of those more intimate pieces or like those more immersive experiences with the art shows and then expanding your craft to graphic designing and taking on those challenges to see what are some of the opportunities that you can grow into. I'm Really interested because it sounds like very wide net. You can easily go into one of these specific types of things. Is there a ideal kind of mentor that you're looking for when it comes to looking at all the different interest areas that you have to tie all these things in together? A
1: mentor for sure that can help me and tell me, right. These are the best way I left that out. My biggest goal. It is just being a museum Have all my pieces in the museum and I can create the way I would love it to, and all my pieces on the wall and see people come and have, a playlist run running through, cause my biggest goal. But anyway way I can find a mentor and show me like, this is the way you come in. You come in and introduce yourself and show your art pieces or show me different ways to use different mediums, show me how you can oil paint or anything like that to show me, just take me under his wing and show me any way to wait, like to grow as a man in this art world because that's the biggest thing of anything because it's just like the bread aisle. It's a whole bunch of different bread and different ways that you can grab a loaf of bread. Yeah. And a lot of us out here, it's a lot of artists, but it's always going to be that one brand people are going to speak to and they love and always gonna go to them. So you have to be some way different in this business we've seen a lot of dumb pieces that go for a bunch of money. You got to have something to talk about. You got to be knowing how to sell it. So that's what I would love to have a mentor for it, to show me the best way to sell and show myself out to the world and make sure I'm getting myself into the museum, to make sure I'm taking these steps to reach the biggest goal I want to be, definitely because my real goal is to be an artist. So I would love for somebody to be a mentor, to be in that way.
0: Yeah i really appreciate that man i really appreciate this conversation i think that it's a very important thing to be able to like one like just know who you are and like take that time to reflect and be as present as possible but then also being able to have something that is like expressive of who you are and like what you say is like day-to-day work like what you were talking about earlier when you were saying working at walmart not to say that like working at walmart is bad because it could be an opportunity if someone's like trying to work their way up like the corporate ladder and get all those various different experiences but for somebody who you know that's not necessarily their passion you can easily be found like you're feeling stuck if you will but Having that kind of like goal in mind and always being in pursuit of that and just trusting the process. I think that's a very key point in itself because like, I'm sure like, even within just the past three years that you've had, like just doing like the painting and like the past couple of months that you've had in Jackson state, there has maybe been like some challenging times because you know, life doesn't necessarily stop, but keep on pursuing it and believing that like even through all this pressure as they say like pressure makes diamonds right so it's like through all this stuff you're able to become like the gym that you ultimately want to be and like once again man i just want to say thank you for being on the show and just just sharing your story yes,
1: sir, man, thank you so much man, good night, man. It's an honor.
0: sounds good i do have three questions that i do on every single episode, and if you don't mind, man, I'm gonna just run through those, and I'm gonna let you get back to the rest of your day. Yeah, sure. All right. Do you prefer texting, talking, or video chats? And texting
1: for sure. Because, uh, if you like FaceTime somebody, you have to literally take that time out of your day. <laughs> or calling, like you literally have to take that time out of your day. Like my mom has been complaining, but sometimes I might forget to take. I'm going to get to the text message. Yeah. But more than likely, I'm an in-person kind of person. Like, my ex has to, like, do it. Like, he's a busy man, so it's like, he always got something going on. So he's going to be be away from his phone. He'll make sure he texts you, but it's more like, you really need to be in the house with him to understand that he's really doing a lot. So I am really like texting. I'm going to just
0: say that. I feel that. What or who inspires you and why? I'm going to say my brother.
1: For sure. My older brother we one age, one year apart. My brother, for sure, he was living with me for the last three years back home. And like, he inspired me like every day to get in the gym and things like that, staying in your purpose. Stuff like that helped me get closer to God and that's it. Like, right now, like we both separated with two different directions. He moved out in July. I moved out in August. He went to Atlanta to pursue his career of being a physical trainer. And... Me now, I'm going back to school, going to Tate, State for graphic design and for sure, like really becoming a bigger artist, so we both like moving in our purpose the way we both live. And you know, we like we me and him like talk every day, just like we never could live together. Like we always talking about the things we got going on, the missions we gotta accomplish and stuff like that. but that's my like main inspiration for sure.
0: And then on a scale from one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets and why? See it. See it. I don't like
1: people. <laughs> people like that. I don't like people. I don't trust people, so I'm not gonna tell you nothing. If my mama say that about me. I don't tell mama everything. I might, like, I'm I'm a brutally honest person, but hey, like, don't don't tell nobody. There's no problem with me. There's no problem with me not saying it because I'm not gonna talk to a person that you want me to keep that you want me to keep it from, or they not gonna ask about it. Yeah. But like, hey, yeah, oh, One hundred. <laughs> I get it, man.
0: Once again, I really appreciate you being on the show, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yes, you too. All right. This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation, as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to join our community and access future bonus content, be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com.